time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. We know that the way we breathe can affect how our brain works. The lungs, our biggest waste removal engine in the body, actually accounts for the removal of 70% of body waste in the form of carbon dioxide in the air that we exhale. So that way, the way that we breathe can either up-level our brain potential or not. There's a growing number of clinical studies that have demonstrated that breathing included meditation may represent a new non-pharmacological approach for improving specific aspects of how our brain focuses and thrives in stressful situations. I'm Dr. Susan Taylor and today we're going to talk about neurobreath and how to optimize your brain potential. Our ability to breathe is amazing and it's one of the only systems in our body that can be controlled both voluntarily through the central nervous system and more often involuntarily through the autonomic nervous system. And this overlap between the two systems is the reason why focused, intentional breathing methods through yoga and meditation are able to affect our involuntary muscles like the heart. Research indicates that the link between respiration and brain activity suggests that respiration rhythms are the organizing principles of our brain waves. Even though breathing goes on without notice, proper breathing techniques and awareness of breath can have dramatic implications on our emotional and mental immunity. Having knowledge of these specific breathing techniques can lower our stress, help us sleep, and even help our mind function more acutely and even curb food cravings. So the way that we breathe determines how resilient we are both emotionally and mentally. A study in the Journal of Neurophysiology in 2018 showed that volitional pacing, that means when we deliberately systematically regulate our breath and we pay attention to it in a sequential rhythm, we engage the frontal temporal insular cortices. In other words, parts of the brain, that means the insula, that are involved in consciousness and they play a role in our diverse functions that are linked to the regulation of our body's homeostasis. Whereas on the other hand, when we don't specifically pay attention to our breath, the way we balance our breath, in other words, we're engaging the autonomic pattern of the breath that happens automatically, we actually engage the cingulate cortex, and that's the area associated with emotions. So these scientific findings imply a fundamental role of breathing relating, you know, to the oscillations that are created in the brain, which drives neuronal activity. And it actually provides insight into how these brain mechanisms work with our attention. 
It provides that insight into potential brain mechanisms involved with therapeutic breathing exercises. It's something you might want to look into. And as I said, it's the Journal of Neurophysiology in 2018. Let's turn to some interesting facts about breathing. And I'll list them for you. I believe I have probably about, I think about seven or eight. And we'll go through them together and we'll talk about them. Breathing is the only autonomous system of the body that we can control. This means that the body governs it, but we can change how we breathe through conscious breathing practices that we learn in our meditation classes. The second is when we breathe, we're either right nostril or left nostril dominant during specific times throughout the day. You can find out which is more active by seeing which one has more air flowing through it. In Swara Yoga, it's said that when the right is more dominant, or that means more breath is flowing through it, we're more dominated by the sympathetic nervous system. This means we're not, we're more fired up actually, active and aroused. Dominance in the left nostril tends to happen when we're relaxed and at ease. The dominance changes every 60 to 90 minutes throughout the day. And we have balanced breathing techniques that can help regulate and stabilize both the left and right sides of the brain, hemispheres of the brain, by creating balance in our nervous system. So when we do, like for example, we do alternate nostril breathing, we teach that in our pranayama classes, our meditation classes. In our general health coaching classes, we talk about breathing techniques and how we're able to balance both left and right sides of the brain. The third is that breathing more slowly, evenly, smoothly, and taking longer breaths can reduce our appetite according to some studies. While mindfulness techniques like visualization and guided imagery have shown to be highly effective for those struggling with any kind of food cravings or addiction, balanced breathing exercises also are very provenly, you know, they're proved to be very effective also. Another point to consider. Another point is it's normal to take around 16 breaths per minute. Asthmatics and people who hyperventilate through to anxiety, let's say, often double this breathing rate. And this leads to taking in more oxygen, but expelling too much carbon dioxide, or what we say CO2. When our CO2 is decreased, you can't get as much oxygen setting up the cycle uh, whereby you know you breathe even faster disturbing the nervous system. So we can't get as much oxygen in and we end up disturbing. It causes an irritation and acid buildup in the nervous system. The fifth point here is ancient yoga masters believe we only have so many breaths in our life. It's considered within a normal range to take somewhere between 12 and 25 breaths per minute based on our level of fitness and the training of our mind, of course. But the average person takes about 16 breaths or more per minute, about 960 to 1,000 breaths per hour, and maybe 23 to 24,000 breaths a day, and over 8 million in a year. So if you lived to the age of 75, that would mean, I believe I calculated around 630 uh, million breaths in your lifetime. So if we could, you know, lower that and take few breaths, 
we can actually stretch our lifespan out a bit longer. So the key is slow down your breathing rate through proper training and practice, and you'll have less wear and tear in your heart and all your metabolic uh, organs that are existing. The sixth, our breath, is an indicator of our mood or reflects the activities of the mind. And our mind is an indicator of our breathing. This means that if we can change how we breathe, we can change our thinking, reflecting in our mood. It also means that when our mood changes, our breath changes too. So when it comes to stress and resilience, which I talk about quite often, our breath can increase or decrease our resilient factor. And it'll show how much ability we really have to ride the storm out. There are specific breathing practices that I teach in workshops that are used to enhance brain detoxification, lower our blood pressure, increase our lung capacity for oxygen, and in the long term, prevent heart disease and improve emotional and mental resilience. The seventh, there are some common breathing habits that we have that we may not even know about. And I'll list a couple of them here. We only breathe using our chest. That causes anxiety and creates problems. Inhalations are usually stronger than exhalations, causing more of a buildup of toxins in the body. Some of us do breath holding, especially when we're at the computer or we're social, waiting for that little ding to happen in our response to our email or our text. We have a lot of mouth breathers. Mouth breathing is not the way to go because you don't stimulate the nervous system correctly. We also have reverse breathing, where the diaphragm rises instead of falls on the inhale. That's very, very common when I first start people out learning how to breathe. And then we have overbreathing, people that are breathing just too much because they don't have the capacity to take enough in with one breath. And the eighth, it kind of ties into this, is using the nose to breathe as opposed to using the mouth benefits us neurologically, since within the nose there are sensors that instruct our nervous system how to behave, resulting in a more balanced and resilient biology. Mouth breathing, keep in mind, can contribute to a misaligned bite, bad breath, snoring, sleep apnea, fatigue, as well as nighttime urination, if you can believe that. So the key is to really learn how to breathe correctly in, in what I'm saying here, because I gave you facts about breathing. Remember, I said the first one was breathing is the only autonomic system in the body that can we actually have control over. The second is when we breathe, we're either right or left nostril dominant, and we can balance that by doing special exercises based on Swara Yoga. The third is breathing more slowly, evenly, and smoothly. Being able to take longer breaths can reduce our appetite in some studies. I supported that. The fourth was we could learn to breathe less so that we can live longer. <laughs> and I brought that up with the ancient yogi masters in number five, how many breaths in our life do we really have, not how many years. The sixth, our breath is an indicator of our, in our, of our mood and our emotions, and it also reflects activities of our mind and vice versa. And the seventh was, there are some common breathing habits that we have that are really not that healthy, like chest breathing, breath holding, mouth breathing. 
And the eighth is I suggest to use the nose to breathe as opposed to the mouth because it benefits us neurologically and really helps the brain. So we know with the increasing research that we have showing the importance of breath and breathing habits, it's very, very important that we become more aware of how we breathe and how we breathe because it's beneficial to our overall health and well-being. So I suggest if you haven't already, try practicing some breathing techniques from our meditation and resilience classes. Any of the books that I've written, you can listen to past episodes on where we go over breathing techniques. And really, once you start getting into a refined practice, you can watch how quickly the various systems of your body begin to respond in a very, very positive way. Anyone can turn around their health by just learning how to breathe correctly. And not all breathing techniques are taught with a systematic, precise way in a correct manner. So you have to also be careful of that because it's a direct link to how your nervous system operates. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And if you'd like to get the podcast automatically, it's available on your favorite podcast apps, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and others. Or visit susantaylor.org and click on the subscribe button and you can get it right in your, uh, your notification every week. Check out our YouTube channel if you haven't done already, Susan Taylor PhD TV. And you can subscribe and get channel information up to date. And if you haven't done so already, check out some of the books, Return to Radiance on Amazon or Feeling Good Matters. These are outline programs. These are books that are designed for those that haven't taken classes that can really get involved in getting into a systematic program. And contact me at susantaylor.org with any questions or comments or even feedback. We'll be broadcasting questions and comments on the YouTube channel. We continually do that. And again, thank you for listening. And if you can and you really enjoy this, please pass it on. Sharing really helps build and support our community. And right now we know with the whole episodes of what have been going on for the last year or two, people need support. People need emotional and mental resilience right now. And we can serve that here in our community. And if there's something you might want to hear, let me know. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.